have problems that you know we don't really want to go into. Long story. <laughs> anyway, I'm in with Tanya. Uh, today, bon we're going to bon everyone. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, a quiet place and its sequel that has been delayed until this year, supposed to come out last year. Again, last year was a bit of a train wreck with a dumpster fire on top. But uh, we're going to be talking about that. What they can necessarily do for the sequel. So, Kanya, I just want to first uh, get your thoughts on the movie. Well, I can uh, this for the second one. Um, and I'll read it. So, yeah, just my uh, takeaway this, this was my first time uh, ever watching Quiet Place. I never caught it uh, when it was released in 2018. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, I thought it was good. Uh, it was it was decent. I honestly I thought it'd be much scarier because I am I'm a scaredy cat. Like genuinely, like I I could not I I struggled to sleep after watching like Hereditary or um, you know any type of horror. So I'm not really a horror fan. So this was uh, I was stepping into this film with a lot of hesitation but honestly it was fine it wasn't terrifying in any sense I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing um, but yeah no I thought all in all very good direct directing by John Krasinski um, Jim from The Office as we as we know and love him um, pretty good performances especially from the young actors I thought they did pretty well uh, and Emily Blunt was very good yeah so all in all just a good film it was a good film yeah, um, you know, it was one of the. It was actually one of the first movies to do this whole um, sensory deprivation and horror. In terms of, it came right before "Breathe, Don't Breathe," and it also came before "Bird Box," which I mean, shit. But we don't we don't talk about <laughs> "Bird Box." But yeah, it, it it's it gave the the sound design is very good. It gave the idea of this, the um, no noise, the sensory deprivation. It also added, and I it's got a couple of cliches in horror. I mean. You know, you've got the kid with the disability. I mean, there's always a kid with a disability. I mean, uh, asthma. Luckily, there's no kid with asthma because then I might have turned off the movie. <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever seen those horror movies where there's always a kid with asthma? Um, like I just mentioned, Hereditary. Well, the the there was a young girl. She had like some. She was allergic to peanuts, and like yeah. there was a scene where she ate peanuts and she couldn't breathe. And yeah, so, yeah some, something worry, like I, yeah. I watched Hereditary, where yeah, no, that that scene gets really bad. Ish, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, like if you look even at like World War Z, the kid with asthma, um, War of the Worlds, um, the kid has um, diapers because they can't sleep well, uh, and it's always little girls. It's always little girls. Mm. They, they never have they never have like a boy with asthma i mean they do but i mean besides the point um, okay. anyway i i really liked it um i think the fear really does set in and i also think the themes are something you don't really see in horror movies um mm. especially with krasinski and bringing his family into it uh, yeah so it's basically him and his wife yeah and they have to don't make believe family in the movie which i think really sets the tone and the themes yeah the themes of family and stuff um another thing is that i think um the fact that they got a nice big production budget really helped with the movie i mean what's the budget for the first one uh yeah the the very good like um the set design and everything was like very 
high tier. I thought it was very impressive, yeah. Especially since this was John's like first, you know, directorial debut, you know, having such resources was was pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, it's okay. Budget. Yeah, it's actually had a relatively small budget, like oh. 20 million. Mm. Oh, okay. Interesting. But I mean it made I made that up like 10 times. It made yeah. it 21. It made up for it anyway, so that's why they have a that's why they have a sequel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the sequel. So let's talk about the sequel. Let's let oh, let's uh, talk about the sequel. Oh, before we like uh, wrap up with the first one, I I I just want to say like a few things um, that I have like against a quiet place. Uh, you mentioned the the sound design. Um, I think. Well, I want to talk more about like the soundtrack and like the music that was used. Um, I felt that you know, like whenever like there was like a high like uh, high tension scene, uh, then like this bombastic loud soundtrack just like came you know out of nowhere. You know, it it, it felt like um, um, it, it just felt jarring, you know, to, in, in terms of like the silent atmosphere of the film. And it kind of like detracts us as the viewer from the, the concept of this immediate silence because the characters, they don't, this music is not, it, this doesn't relate to how they're living. I mean, let's take like the Lord of the Rings, for example. Like mm -hmm. the, the big climactic action scenes, there's like huge bombastic music to accompany that because it makes sense because the characters are in a bombastic like setting but with a quiet place the scene is tense but it's silent at the same time so it doesn't make sense for us to hear loud sounds when the characters are in silence do you get what i mean yeah. so so i i thought that what they should have done and i hope that they do in the second movie I am getting into the second movie, is that instead of like using loud bombastic sounds, they can take a page from um, the soundtrack from Martin Scorsese's Silence. I, I just want to look up who the artists were. Silence 2016 soundtrack. Uh, the soundtrack was by, um, the main artist was Kim Allen Klug. I'm not sure if I'm saying that name properly, but essentially what they did in that soundtrack was they used the sounds of nature accompanied with like orchestral music, but it's just primarily nature forming like rhythms and beats. So like crickets, owls, the the sea. Uh, I think I think your um, criticism on the soundtrack is valid because you know it takes away from the atmosphere, but I also think you gotta you gotta think about. Um, a bit of the um how do i say this the approachability of having something that is very um, experimental in the way you're talking about it because mm. um that type of soundtrack it builds tension and it sure it like it's a jarring thing from the quietness of the first of the movie but i also think it might have been a decision by paramount just to i don't know maybe they needed maybe they needed someone to write a bit of music and they had him on payroll, so you know they had to give him a job. Yeah, that is possible. Uh, I mean, when um, the, uh, the when Silence it came out in 2016, like 
the the soundtrack was not accepted by uh, the Oscars, like in like the 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 awards race because it was so strange. Like, eh, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's the Oscars. They're gonna do yeah. That. So yeah, I guess that is true. The approachability, because when I watched Silence, it was very interesting, you know, because I felt very immersed in the environments of the characters, but it was also very unique in that there wasn't a natural, like, when I say natural, I mean, you know, the, the classic, you know, bombastic, um, you know, orchestra, Hans Zimmer score playing in the background, if you get what I mean. Okay, um, so, but I think it would work really well uh, for this, this, this film, this type of film. Okay, so now, now we've had our pros and our cons out the way. I think we give the movie a uh, a rating five stars out of five stars because I think ten is a bit. Mm. Yeah, we're changing it up. We're changing out of five stars. One being absolute shit. Five being masterpiece. And also, um, if you if you're gonna watch it again, and then we're gonna move on to the sequel because I've got a lot because I've got a lot of things about the sequel right now. Okay. I've got a lot of things to talk about. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'll I'll just go. Uh, I give this movie a three point five out of five. It's it's very good. Uh, production wise, John Krasinski did a very good job. The cinematography is very good. Um, you know the 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 use of red for the light bulbs to indicate danger. You know we we didn't need to know um, like what it is, but you know just by common sense and by like as we as a society associate colors. You know I thought that was brilliant, uh, and the the monster design was good. So I'm just getting through everything. Um, yeah, don't worry. Keep monster going. design. <laughs> monster design was good. I think they kind of. Yeah, I liked the 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 sense that like these cre the creatures were kind of like dogs in their sensitivity to noise. Because um, like you know when you blow a a whistle like a low high pitch like dogs just got kind of cringe in the background. And then um, yeah, overall a good film. Uh, oh, one th another criticism I have. Sorry, uh, I didn't like the 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 deaf girl. <laughs> I, uh, I felt, I felt she was making, I, I felt like she was making a fuss about things like unnecessarily, like in the beginning, like, hear me out, hear me out. Like she's saying like her dad doesn't love her, doesn't love her. But I mean, girl, she, he's been busy trying to make you working, um, hearing aids for the past how many days? Like, seriously. <laughs> You don't think that's not love? Like, who do you think Kanye, you are? Kanye, you got to put yourself in the mind of a child. And wait, well, we've been joined by a wild Shafi. He is a PA. Shafi, oh my gosh, he's alive. I am. My goodness. Okay, Hello. show your face, Shafi. Got to make sure you're not a robot. I thought the Stalinists had got him or something, or Gorbachev had. Oh, whatever. Dude, the, guy, the guy's been kidnapped by Twitter. <laughs> Honestly. Okay, cool. Shafi, what are your thoughts on the movie? Um, oh, we're just going to get it straight into it? Okay. Um, yeah, we already started. Yeah, because I've given my thing. Kanye's given his. Give yours. Give your rating out of five stars and give your thoughts, because, my goodness. We're just going right. to talk about the sequel. Okay, so my thoughts... Uh, I don't know. It was an average movie. I think it was. I didn't. 
because I, I was like sort of, I sort of shut off like some, at some part around the film, I did watch it a while ago. And I, I think it was okay. The writing wasn't that bad. I think the concept is a bit, um, did this come out before all of the other films about like you not being able to see and hear and, yeah, it was one of the first ones that came out yeah, in 2018. Yeah, it was like the first one to start this uh, whole thing off. Yeah. I mean, it came from silence, and then it came from there, and then it's like the second one. It's the one that made it cool. Yeah, yeah, it made it cool. Si silence isn't like devoid of sound, it's just devoid of the soundtrack, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it, it started. It. Yeah, but bird, uh, not bird box. Sorry, my mistake. Uh, a quiet place was the coolest out of these, like, yeah. no sensory type of horror things. I mean, is that just because it's the first one, or? I think it's the I best mean, made in terms I, of also, them, and it uses it, and it uses it to the best effect because it's I the agree. most unique one. Because I mean, like, there's obvious fear in not being able to see. And there's obvious, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that's pretty basic, not being able to see and that being used for horror, but not being able to hear is something that people don't really think about. And one thing another thing is ask, like, we're not being oh, able to make noise. Sorry, go ahead. One Sean. thing I have to ask. So one person like did not fart the entire time. And it's like, like, I mean, there, there are definitely a lot of impossibilities within the film, but um, I don't like, I, feel, I like a lot. I like to think they padded their underwear so it would muffle the sound at all times. <laughs> that, I think that's canon, you know? That's definitely what they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a lot of impossibilities within the film, but I've tried like a lot. I've tried to um, be better at actually critiquing the film and not saying like, oh, um, the Avengers actually can't um, lift a whole city into the air or something. Like, like not like physical impossibilities like Ant-Man cannot shrink. Like I've, I've tried, I tried to like be a lot more nuanced with regards to the film, but. Well, you know, you could also, you know, you could also just say it's a movie, but anyway. Um, okay, so you thought it was average. I thought it was really good because I've got a thing for John Krasinski, okay, and or, okay. So that's why I think it's really good. Kanye thinks it's good. So we've got a whole spectrum of things that we think it is. Now I want to talk about the sequel because there are some things about the sequel that are making me feel a bit shaky. The one thing that's a positive is that it's made by the same people. Krasinski's directing and he's also writing it. And it's the same cast. But there is something that is really piquing my interest. So apparently, Paramount has commissioned a spin-off that's being written and directed by someone else. So there are two A Quiet Place movies being made. Well, one's already made. It's just releasing in September. And the other is being made right now. So there are two involved. There's one, there's one that's finished and there's one in development, apparently. Okay. And, and that's making you worried or? What's making me worried is that the spin-off is being directed by someone else and is being uh. done by someone else. And also that Paramount, the, the company, the, the production company specifically requested a spin-off. Mm. Because I because the second one, Paramount wanted it wanted it to be oh well what I'm inferring is that Paramount wanted a sequel. Krasinski didn't want one, but they wanted Krasinski to come back. So he didn't want to make it look like a franchise. So he made it less franchisey and more like a continuation of the ideas and themes. 
Whereas it looks like now Paramount wants to make it more franchisey with the spin-off. Mm. Going against the ideas of the creators. I see. Um, okay. Um, no, Shafi, you're, you're fine. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think, you know, when looking at the ending of A Quiet Place, <laughs> uh, Sorry, viewers, for that uh, that sound. Uh, so, I mean, looking at the ending of A Quiet Place, it, it ends in a way where, like, honestly, I'm very satisfied. I don't feel I need a sequel. Like, I'm not I'm not yearning for anything more from the film. And, I didn't know there was a sequel. <laughs> yeah, and so, honestly, I think Krasinski, they ended it in a way where it ended quite quite hopeful and like you know that there is a future for these characters now that they found like a solution to this thing and the also the thing is with the concept of the film is that it can be very expensive that's that is a that's the weird conundrum about the about the quiet places oh, that it can no no like listen to me so like it can't be expensive in the sense that now that they found like a way of killing these monsters they can now like start looking for other survivors and start like helping find a solution. So it, it can be oh, quite expensive oh, uh, in terms of its the longevity of the story because they have the solution now. They can find other survivors and they can like build together like you know some sort of final uh, dramatic uh, confrontation with the beasts. Maybe finding the mother. Um, the mother creature or something like that. Um, but it is, honestly, I'm very satisfied. I don't feel I need anything more. I don't feel I need a franchise. It can yeah, happen, but yeah. it doesn't need to. I think, I think Paramount wants a franchise because I think they want to like have multiple families and stuff like different families' perspectives in different areas of the world and stuff. That's what I'm uh, thinking. And I'm I thinking like probably they're going to like make it more to the Eastern market. They're going to push it to there to make more money. But, you know, that's just my thoughts. I honestly like dislike, like if there are movies that do really good or even like TV shows that like have one season and then it concludes and then they start a franchise after, like it gets famous, like say two years later or even if it's um, pretty the stranger good. Things then, problem, that's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't really like it when they try to stretch out the story or try to add more characters and it sort of dilutes the original movie or first season that mm. was really good. That, that I mean, that, there are times in which it can be done well, um, but most, like, you know, majority, in, in the majority of these cases, it just ends up um, creating low quality content in my I, I personally think this, the sequel is gonna be good, part two. I think it's going to be good because it's got the exact same cast. It's directed and written still by Krasinski. And it doesn't look like it was, um, it, it was only delayed in release. It wasn't delayed in production. So it mm -hmm. wasn't like the production was rushed. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I, that's what it looks like. What it also looks like is that it's going to be the same family exploring that's what it sounds like following the deadly events at home the abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world as they continue to fight for their survival in silence 
Forced to venture into the unknown, they quickly realized that the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sandbar. I think they're going to explore human to human conflict. That's what I'm thinking. Explore what? Say human to human conflict. So oh, there's going to be, yeah. So there's going to be like they're going to they're going to try fight in silence, which if they have like silent fight scenes, that could be awesome. That would be cool. Um, you know what I'm remembering, in fact, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of this uh, film, it's called Fargo, uh, by the Coen brothers, and, um, have you, have you, have you ever heard of it, Shafi? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know if this is related to a TV show that was, uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm getting, it. I'm getting to it. So, Fargo, it started off with a movie by Joel and Ethan Coen in 19... 90 something uh and then in 2015 yeah 2015 uh a tv show uh adaptation was made uh by a completely different visionary named noah holy and basically what noah did is that he so fargo is it's a it's a basically talking about a crime that happens in minnesota and what Noel Hawley does is that he does the same thing, but he uses different characters each season. So it's an anthology of different crimes and stories in the Minnesota uh, area uh, in America. So what I think could work with A Quiet Place is if they do something similar, like this expansion that you're talking about, Zach, is that with this new creator, the new creator could be doing like something where they expand with different families like all across the world. And it could be fascinating to see like how different cultures, not just like Americans, but maybe people in South Africa or wherever are, are dealing with the issue of these creatures. Uh, it could be very fascinating, but like they could do it like as an anthology series yeah. where we follow that, different families. Yeah, that, that's what I was gonna say. But I, I don't- probably the worst like anthology this series of the ones where like the, each story interacts with each other. I think they, like all, a lot of them as like distinct stories uh, when they do well by, uh, on their own. I mean, uh, if, they, if they somehow are able to get new themes in each anthology while still keeping the same feel, then I think it could work. But to me, Paramount mm -hmm. is one of the worst offenders of just milking a franchise till it's dry and just reusing the same ideas, i.e. Transformers. And this is yeah. also produced by Michael Bay, so. I mean, it was Michael, I think, in my personal opinion, I think like it was the ingredient, Michael Bay, and then like, it, 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 made, it, it was made worse. If, if, they, if they go off the spin-off route and it's still with Paramount, I don't think it's gonna be that good, but I think I've got, mm. I've got good hopes for the sequel. Now, I'm excited for the sequel. I'm gonna watch it when it comes out. Hopefully I'll be able to. And now I wanna talk about, do you guys Do you guys have any anticipated movies for this year? Any movies that you think that, you, that, that you're excited for? Um, I'll be very honest. I haven't really, uh, like haven't been watching a lot of movies like that often, uh, quite recently, but um, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have like any anticipated movies for 2021. Um, unless, hold on, what's the movie? There was a movie about Fred Hampton um, that is, if, I doubt that it's going to be good, but I think it's like, 
it's something I want to see and actually see. Um, who is Fred uh, Hampton? Fred Hampton, he was um, a black civil rights advocate, uh, as well as, um, you know, socialist, uh, radical. Um, overall, I assume cool dude. I assume so. Yeah. Anyway, oh. Overall, overall, really cool dude. Okay. And um, I think it's on HBO or hold on, let me just look at this. It's it's on one of those um, networks. And um, uh, from what I've seen, it doesn't look that good. But I I'm just interested to see what happens. I think that's the only um, you know recommendation or movie I've got for you guys. I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot that is coming that is apparently coming out this year as every year the, the hollywood the hollywood extreme money making machine keeps going but uh i mean there's there's a bunch there's a bunch of i'm not enabling ads for rotten tomatoes you money hungry sorry <laughs> okay um so we've got okay there's a bunch of stuff but it looks like there's an there's, there looks like there's going to be some good ones. I mean, you've got the obvious two Marvel movies, um, two new Marvel movies, which are completely new heroes and stuff, which look good. You've got, obviously, a new Fast and Furious movie. Oh, God. Um, you've, really? got, you've, got, you've got one movie that I'm actually really excited for, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, which I think could be really cool. Oh, yeah, that's going to be awesome. No, you also got The Matrix 4. Um, oh wow! A four, a fifty-year-old Keanu is still doing flips and things. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, can I say the movies I'm looking forward to? I am. I'm looking forward to Dune. By oh Denis yes, Denis Villeneuve's Dune. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, the spice yeah. must flow. The spice yes. must flow. Yes. I saw some of. I saw some of like the. I saw some of the, I don't know if you could say concept art, but like some of the images on Twitter, it looked um, high quality. I don't know. I might, I might check it out if it's, if the book is that good, um, you know. The book is that heavy, the movie like, like. a lot of time to read it. Like I read it like over two months because I don't read that long, but it's good. Then there's No Time to Die. Uh, <laughs> I think it's Daniel Craig's last. It uh, should Bond every time, every time a new Bond movie comes, we say this is his last one. It's his every last time, one. and every time we get rumors of a new Bond being casted, and every time everyone freaks out about. It. Okay, there was rumors of Idris Elba, which Wait, honestly so, I would like. So who is the new Bond now? Is it like confirmed? Or... No, it's not confirmed yet. But there's a bunch of rumors. I mean, there was rumors that they would do a lady which I don't think would fit. I've had no. this conversation before. There's rumors that it would be Idris Elba, which I would like. But honestly, who, who, could, be, who could be a good Bond? I don't know. Well, well that, that's a topic for another day, the new Bond. Yeah. Okay, and then the last film I'm excited for is Last Night in Soho. It's uh, Edgar Wright's next film, Edgar Wright, the maker, oh, yes. Baby Driver, Hot oh, Fuzz. Yes. And oh, yes, Driver. baby. Oh, yes, baby. I'm watching that. Edgar Wright, uh, he can have my children. Yeah. Oh, okay. Josh Chaffee is immediately getting triggered. I, by our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's a horror. Oh, wow, he's making a horror. Okay. I mean, um, okay. Yeah. I also, I quickly just want to touch on 
um, the absolute problem I have with streaming services now. It's 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 not it's not the big streaming services I have a problem with, like your Netflixes and your Amazon Primes, because they're actually pretty good at bringing content here. They're actually pretty good. I'm talking about fucking HBO and their bullshit, because this is getting me really triggered. The I mean, there's some, thing, there are a lot of good shows on HBO. Um, I want to deny yeah. that, but yeah, the, but the streaming also, service is that um, and Disney Plus. That and Disney Plus, HBO Max and Disney Plus are giving me the most grief out of anything. They're taking forever to. It's not that difficult just to host a couple of servers in Cape Town, is it? Is it, it really isn't. Is it? Is it that difficult? Because literally, I'm I'm sitting here waiting. I can't watch new stuff. I can't. I everyone's talking about this. It's literally impeding my ability to talk about new things that are coming up without being crippled. It's not, it's not fun. Here's the problem because um, a lot of streaming services that operate sort of outside of, you know, given countries that only really operate in the United States and, um, you know, Canada. some countries, some made up country in Europe, um, is that <laughs> a lot of them, a lot of its like subscriber base is reliant on, it's like it's, they don't see the the money that's going to be made out of uh, say south africa unless like there's a considerable amount of evidence that there's there are actually going to be a, a million uh, viewers coming from um togo or whatever they'll actually or like, set know, it up or you know instead of because here's the thing right disney used to have a lot of things on netflix a lot of their most popular things on netflix until they took it off for Disney Plus, right? They took it off Netflix here. I don't know. And the same with HBO. I don't understand why they can't make a deal with like a smaller streaming service like Showmax or something. Yeah. Well, I, that would make because sense. But they're basically, because, usually, because they're basically usually, just stopping it. There's no way to get these things. And in fact, I mean, in fact, what they're also doing is that by taking away, like, say, Finding Nemo off of South African Netflix, in fact, Disney's actually losing money because now that everything is just centralized in the United States or in England, uh, they now uh, lose out on the benefits of, you know, having their thing on Netflix here in South Africa. So it's like you're literally reducing the amount of um viewers and the amount of uh money you could gain off of leasing your films uh, it's just it's silly honestly one yeah one thing that would work as that suggested was that um a operation with capital that already exists in uganda or uh, south africa kenya etc um that already has capital or already has existing infrastructure can not be purchased but say i don't know uh, I mean, they could, they could, they could, I mean, why don't they just HBO? allow someone to buy the rights to have it somewhere? Because, like, I mean, why it's not, it's, well, it or even just, guys, one at a time. <laughs> okay, sorry. Let's just no. decide. Let's just decide. Okay, Shafi, yeah. just finish what you want to say. Okay, it has to be, like, unprofitable if that's the case, because um, it's, it's the cost of setting up, um, services in south africa probably exceed the number of people who are going to be paying um for hbo at least that's probably the the psychology going on within the boardroom of um what's the company that owns hbo at&t or whatever warner brothers time yeah. warner 
Yeah. I mean, the thing is, right? Um, and also you've got you've got the scummy competition of DSTV because DSTV is being real scummy. They're like stopping competitive. It's really anti-competitive behavior, but I'm not going to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of hindering our ability to do things. And it's just, it's peeving me off a bit because no matter how you say it, it's not going to work, especially with the newer ones. I mean, like, I mean, I've never seen a show that I want to watch on Peacock or whatever. Was it CBS oh. or Access or something? The big All of that nonsense. Like, what are they doing? Like, I mean, literally. But the it's, thing is, um, what they did is that they're smart because net because now they're selling the rights to their shows to the things that are actually worldwide. Because you can only get the offers on Netflix in certain regions where CBS All Access isn't. See, yeah. that makes more sense than yes. Disney taking it off everywhere and only having Disney Plus available in the Netherlands and the USA. Like, exactly, it's just foolish. And also another thing is just like with like CBS All Access and all those things, they they just have like the office or parks and rec or you know all these old indiana things like no one is gonna go to cbs all access for um you know whatever new thing that they decide to make because cbs is just an archaic like fossil of a of a um what do you call it uh of a of a company of a network of a company it's just like they're a fossil at this point so it's it, it, it's so foolish. It's, it's actually a bad investment for them to have in, to invest on a streaming service for themselves. Uh, and then to just like lease their things to like other um, uh, networks like Netflix and so on and so forth, just leasing all of their things because it's just a bad, they should just be a producer, not uh, um, yeah. A company that streams things. But um, I mean, that was my little side rant um i think we've set out it yeah um so i'm gonna do the outro now oh before we go let's do okay. some recommend recommendations for for the week oh man uh okay recommendations uh okay if you haven't if you haven't seen it or you haven't experienced it i recommend you guys try bandersnatch netflix the black mirror little side thingy the interactive story which netflix tried to do and eventually failed so yeah that's my little recommendation because i did it just this morning and i enjoyed it yeah i i, I did bandersnatch i think earlier last year like just out of boredom during the uh, the lockdown when it was like severe and yeah it's awesome like i i it really could have it, it it works well in the black mirror um in the Black Mirror atmosphere, I think with other shows it's kind of, eh. but with Black with the Black Mirror like type of um, the, the 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 that atmosphere of Black Mirror it works very well. Um, my recommendation, uh, I'll recommend two things. Uh, I mentioned it a lot of times uh, during this uh, recording, uh, but Silence by Martin Scorsese. Um, if you guys like ever see it like. Uh, if anyone has Showmax, uh, it's there. Uh, uh, highly recommend it. It's 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 a heavy movie. It's very it's it's tough to go through. It's a uh, it's a historical drama setting. Um, 
sets in Japan, uh, and these two priests, uh, Father. Oh, yeah, you talked about it. Yeah, yeah, I talked about it a lot. So, but I'm just, <laughs> I'm highly recommending it. It's, it's a heavy movie, but it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great film, great film. Then uh, the second thing I'm going to recommend is Bridgerton. <laughs> uh it's it's nice guys it's not it's not bad i mean it's not like it, it's it's just melodrama victorian london it's not as good as downton abbey but it's 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 good it's good uh, very sexualized uh but when yeah. are sexualized no nah, good point <laughs> uh but yeah so that those are my recommendations shafi what are your recommendations for the week as we close off um, well, to recommend a movie, um, I recently rewatched um, Sorry to Bother You. It's a film directed by um, someone called Bruce Riley. Um, it's starring his name. His name disappeared. The Hold Keith, on, wait. The Keith uh, Steinfeld. Uh, the Keith Steinfeld. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah Keith Steinfeld. Um, so yeah, I suggest that. I think it's a it's a very um, very surreal movie. I think it it's, it counts as surreal art, probably. And um, a TV show I started uh, called Lupin. Uh, it's a French TV show on Netflix. Um, so, okay. So. okay, we've got a rice in there. Oh, sorry, that was me. Ugh, I I live next to the highway, and yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. So um, yeah, uh, Lupin, I, I, I thought I heard about this. And that again. Anyway, yeah. So, so Lupin. yeah. So, um, Lupin or Lupin, uh, you know, um, pretty good show. I think it's a uh, very funny, dramatic at times. I think one criticism I have is the script sort of, at times, like does not enter serious mode and like does not enter like the serious like uh, aesthetic that it needs to be in for some of the characters to uh, function well, but. Overall, it's a good show. It's very, the story is um, very rich, shall I say. Um, uh, yeah, those are my recommendations for the, for the week. Okay, that's good. Um, so I think we should, uh, so Shafi, do you want to wrap it up? Do you want to say where you can follow us for new things and stuff? Or should I wrap uh, Cool. Uh, you can wrap it up. Um, okay. So that was our first episode in this new era where we basically try to do it every week. But if we want, we'll let you guys know. Uh, you can follow us on a bunch of things, including Twitter, Instagram. We don't have Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg is a twat. Uh, yeah, you know, we, we're going to try give new things every now and then. We'll try to give you updates on our Twitter. That's where I'm going to be the admin. I don't know who's the Instagram admin. I think it's either Kanye or things. And we're also going to be posting clips of the show. You know, it's going to be a fun time. Follow us there, and uh, we'll see you next time we report. And we'll say what we'll do. We're going to talk about next on our Twitter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, at WK Film Lab and no space. Uh, yeah. Thank you all so much for joining us.